1986, Nintendo blew minds with The Legend of Zelda, a game so frequently emulated, pun intended, that it's easy to forget just how revolutionary it was. The game had a shiny gold cartridge, catchy music, a huge world to explore, and a save feature that meant you could entertain basements full of kids for months. So head out to Hyrule with us, and don't worry, we aren't going alone. We mixed up some red health potion to fortify us for that final fight with Ganon. Drink up and keep those heart containers full. It's time for episode 19 of Toasting the Classics, The Legend of Zelda. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Toasting Classics, episode 18 or 19? 19. 19. 19. 19. Somehow, Apple Podcast is labeling it automatically. Freaking Apple. And incorrectly. It's a conspiracy. It has something yeah. to do with the government, I'm sure of it. Could be. Probably. Could We've be. already had some tragedy here, uh, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Dave has has, has sadly lost a member of his family. Don't get too heavy. He's, People are going to think he's, you're serious. He's <laughs> been connected to since he was 10 years old. So that yeah. was like 50 years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, he, he spilled cocktail on his on his cheat book. I mean, I, I, I get the sentimentality. It was the uh, official Nintendo Player's Guide that came with the NES when I finally got it, which was late. I, I was like one of the oh, last okay. people to get it. Right, um, let me see. Can, can I check it out? Sure. Yeah, you don't sure. mind me touching it? It's uh, definitely beat up. But it, but that was, I used to carry that with me in my backpack everywhere I went <laughs> for like a couple of years. After Nerd alert! It. Official Nintendo But it's just got basically... Com a complete review of overnight. You got this with your NES? Yeah, it just came with How the, did that happen? I don't know. Just for a little while, it was in there. I, I it has it has maps and it has like descriptions of the characters. Oh, it's really okay. not so a lot it's, of cheat yeah, codes. it's not a cheat. Like, okay, it it's is just, a map. The map helps. But. So it's just it's information to the most popular games. You got Super Mario Brothers, yeah, uh, Metroid, Legend of Zelda, Kid yep. Icarus, Zelda Two, Excite, oh, Excite Bike, uh, Mock Rider, Rad Racer, Kung Fu, which is actually one of my. I favorites. really like that game. Yeah, that was Mike a good Tyson's one. Punch Out. Oh my God. Yep. Hogan's Alley, so you had the gun, too. I feel then. like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, they actually have the codes to skip forward, I maybe. Don't, I don't look. That'll ruin, I'm my, not sure. ruin my childhood. I, one of the, fir the first games I got was uh, Ghosts and Goblins, which was, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I fiendishly yeah. difficult. And that's not a pun. I did not intend that pun. But <laughs> it's a, like, fiendishly difficult yeah. game. And there's a stage select code in this book that doesn't work. Oh, and I must have tried it a thousand, a thousand times. times. I'd yeah. be like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I tried. I remember. I remember the cover for that because they had like the green ghost and goblins and stuff on the mm. cover, right? And it was. I mean, video games never held up anyway. No, to their it covers. didn't look as good as the cover. No. But but there were certain ones that kind of you know you can kind of get by. Top Gun, uh, Zelda, for example. But that one in particular, I, I felt was was terrible yeah, <laughs> when not, it compared to the cover. Not truth in advertising yeah, there. Yeah, compared to the box. True. But anyway, well, welcome. To this episode of Toasting the Classics, today we are doing Dave's pick. By the way, I'm Clint Lanier. Yeah, Dave MacArthur. Uh, this is the episode, or this is the uh, the podcast where we what do we do? We take a classic. Take a classic. Talk about the classic. Talk about the classic. Drink a drink related to the classic. Can't call it a classic though, because what we do is we decide if it's a classic. We take or something not. that someone calls a classic, and then we decide and a supposed quote unquote, right. and classic, then we decide right. whether it actually is a classic. Right. And the word I mean, goes out over the internet. And all the uh, according lists of top right. hundred and thing have to be changed. And because what does anybody else know? AFI, they don't know anything about no. movies. No, not compared right? to gaming knowledge. magazines. Don't know yeah. anything about not it. Not compared to the knowledge yeah. that's yeah. bumping around in these two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, right. so that's what we do, and that's what we're doing today. And we are doing it with, uh, as as Dave mentioned, his free choice, which was the Legend of Zelda, the, the original Zelda. 1986 NES cartridge for the basic uh, yes, Nintendo Entertainment you. System, yeah. 8-bit. NES, um, that's right. Yeah, we're talking about that today. I got to play it. I actually still own it. Okay. Um, it's the original cartridge that I played when I was a kid. Gold cartridge. I can't understand how the battery for saving still works. I don't know. I do not understand how that's possible. I don't know. It's the first game ever that had the ability to save, and it was because there was a battery inside, and it was a heavier cartridge mm -hmm. because of it. I looked in there, and we bought this. We, we've had this game since I was a kid. My, my brother played it. My daughter played it. You know, So people have been playing it for yeah. like 30 years, right. and it still works. It's got my daughter's saved game from like 15 <laughs> years ago on there. Right. So I don't know. It's a miracle. Possible. Miracle of Nintendo. But yeah. it does work. I mean, it works on mine, too. But yeah. So how did, you, how did you play? Well, sadly, my NES uh, doesn't work. Um, I have an emulator. I hooked everything up, which made my kids really excited. Put the cartridge in, hit power, and it did this blinking on and off thing. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up. What is the blinking on and off? Now, this is an original NES, so it's probably right. from, I mean, I don't think it was from 86, maybe 87, 88, something yeah, like yeah. that. But I looked it up, and apparently the, the contacts on the 
the thing inside are just they're they're gone. Yeah. Uh, it said you can clean them, and there's this elaborate post on how to clean them or just right. replace them. So I, I'm gonna have to, you know, go to, go to Amazon and okay. and request. I um, went in. Uh, I, so I do have uh, the, the NES, the old one that I had, and it does work. We just Karina got me, my, my wife got me one that plays NES oh, and Super okay. Nintendo. Oh, I see, like All an right. emulator. So yeah. that's new. Um, but my old one, what I did is it wasn't working. You'd get you know lobs of graphics and stuff like mm-hmm. that when you tried to put in a game. So yeah. I went in with a set of needle nose pliers uh-huh. and straightened out each of the pins like right. manually, getting ready to just throw it away. Mm-hmm. And then I put in a game and it worked just fine. No, I exactly. couldn't believe it. I was Do like, not throw it away. Never. No, throw no, I'm not throwing away. it. Yeah. No, but I was like, I, I am not, I don't know if you know me and like technology and things like that. I am mm-hmm. not a guy who fixes his own electronics. Say what? Like, this was really random that that worked. So <laughs> the, the blog post on like fix ya or I fix it.com or something uh-huh. like that. Not sponsors, by the way, but we need sponsors to do this call. It said I need to take like some some like electrical cleaning solution. Okay. Had this all these elaborate brands and soak a, a Q-tip in them, and then like s- gently rub each of the pins. Mm-hmm. I think there's 14 on top, 14 on bottom. Sounds about something right. like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll, I'll be replacing that pretty soon. So anyway, so I played it on my Mac, and it was with a with a Mac emulator. Okay. Uh, well, uh, NES emulator on for the Mac. Right. Um, and it was a complete pain in the arse. Complete. Yeah. Ass. See, I said yeah. I said a different, so you don't have to censor that. Yeah, but we have UK listeners, by the way. Oh, so. crud! I'm, uh, he's he's training me, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. No, it was, t- it was smack you on the nose with a newspaper <laughs> every time. Right. But it was it was terrible. It was uh, I hated playing it mm-hmm. like that. Uh, use arrow keys. Oh yeah, it's and rough. then it's the X and Z. Are the A and B buttons? Enter is basically start or select. God, it was so hard. It was so hard playing like that. I think I got to the I got to the first dungeon. We talked about this because you you were bragging about getting to like the fifth dungeon. I got to the fifth. Yeah, I, I put in about. He two must have sent me like like five different texts. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. screenshots of every. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I got the raft. I got yeah. the ladder. One yeah. doing him, you know, doing a, a dance and stuff like that. I got to right. the first one. Couldn't defeat the the boss, the dragon dude. The first boss? Yeah. The first boss is, it's not the dragon. The dragon's the third one. Is it? Yeah. The first one is the Triceratops that you have to throw a bomb into its wow. mouth. Sorry. Triceratops. Yeah. I there is a dragon. Yeah. But he, com- he comes later? Yeah. He's the third. Is he like a big green dragon? Big green dragon oh, with two okay. heads. That yeah. Shoots fire. No, at this you. one, I, sorry. Yeah. So it goes, I, by, goes by the name of Gliok. Gliok. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't, I just could not. Really function with the arrow keys and it's hard. the X and Z. I mean, the controller is so much nicer, and you can see why. I mean, which is why the thing was da- so damn popular, right? Right. Because you got the little. I remember the transition from joystick yeah, to the Atari, game right. gamepad, uh-huh. and I just remember it being like a revelation. Oh, it was. The joystick yeah. was kind of fun, and it was good for some games, but right. Well, the joystick was know. easy, but it was clumsy. I mean, it's yeah. easy to work. Like a toddler could work it, but that's as about yeah. as advanced as it could get. Yeah. You know, you couldn't do anything really fun with it. Had one button. We had Street Fighter. Right? Like was, Street Fighter Two was super popular with my my crew when we were okay. in high school. Crew. And uh, we used to go play at the arcade, uh-huh. and then sometimes you know, and then we had it at home. But my friend was really important to him to win when we were at the arcade, and he was okay. like, "I'm playing at home, and I'm not practicing enough." So he actually had his parents go out and get him a joystick to emulate the arcade. So when he played at <laughs> home, he'd be like training for the arcade. Oh, like, was, I also had another friend who, in, when we were in college, built a Dance Dance Revolution unit wow. at home That's so impressive. he could play well at the arcade. That was pretty hardcore. <laughs> we were like 26, 27 years old when that happened. Yeah, I was, I was, was, I was, we were trying, I was trying to imagine your crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a different crew. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had a terrible time playing it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. gameplay. Okay. Because you just enjoyed it anyway. But you didn't get any trifle. I mean, I was struggling to clear rooms, man. I mean, I really mm-hmm. was. I would just, you know, I mean, if I had control, I don't want to brag, but I would have slaughtered people. I mean, this is like Gauntlet or one of those g- types of games. I always thought the always gameplay fun. on this game was hard. It's hard um, to line things up just right. You turn When you turn, it's hard to turn. It's a lot easier with It's a lot easier with, with the, the controller. gamepad than it is yeah. with Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because um, you, you cannot turn with, a, with arrow buttons. I mean, it's just... Impossible because you're always moving, so you can't yeah. just turn. Yeah. Instead, you like move up and and then turn, and there's a tree in your way or something like that, right. and you can't go anywhere, and then you get shot. So uh, I made do with what I could. I played it for a long time. Wow. Yeah, it was that's fun. A, that's commitment to the craft. If well, you, it was if you just, didn't even get past the first. Dungeon. I know it was just well. Oh, it was, wow. It was okay. fun seeing how far I could get and kill you know kill 
things. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a good time. Well, I mean, I, I hacked my way through. The, the problem also with an emulator is it'll save it. It'll save your gameplay, mm-hmm. but you have to keep the browser window o- open. So I played it over, okay. over the course of about three days. Oh, I mean, that okay. was like eight hours in the sitting or something like that. So yeah. I would have to keep, you know, I'd have to pause it. You can just like screen save, save it anywhere you are, right? No, 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 oh, no. Really? I mean, you're really limited to what menu options you had. You couldn't oh. really do very much at all. Because when I, I had an emulator mm-hmm. years and years ago. On the computer? On the computer, mm-hmm. on the laptop. And I had the same difficulties with the mo- motions, but I could hit F5 at any point and just be at that point of the game. I, had, I actually managed. I had, yeah, wow. I managed to beat some games. That. I managed to beat some games that I could never beat when I was a cool. kid. Like I think I beat Castlevania finally. Well, you know what's which funny? Was super hard. Yeah, what's funny is is Wolfenstein. I had that. Uh huh. But I th- so I think it, it's whoever makes the emulator and puts it out because it's freeware. You know, and somebody sure, yeah. has to. The one I got. So I, I tried two different ones. First one was a total flop. Second one was better. But it didn't have that option. I mean, I, I could save it from wherever I was. So if I if I got to a stage, you know, it would save and I can go back to that stage. But so let's let's hear about. Did your you try to uh, research like what you're supposed to do? Or did you just I tried. I tried to, but the problem is, emulators have been around for a while. So I'd ha- I find Reddit threads from like 2015. I mean, in the game, did you try to like look at the map and figure out where you're supposed to go, or did you just oh, that, wa- yeah, wander well, around? No, that I, I well, no, because you have to find the map in the game that I was playing. I didn't have a map. I mean, I'd like I I looked on the internet. And found a map of sure. like the overworld and stuff like yeah, that, sure. which we used to have one. It came with it, a map, yeah, actually, right. Which I forgot about that till just this second. Right. There used to be a map that was right. super useful. You know that block where the map was. You so mean you, what, you mean the dungeons where you've got the thing up top? When you get the map, it shows you what you're looking at. Yeah, so the top. Yeah, one um, of the worst things in, and actually, it's the same guy from what I gathered that wrote this one and Super Mario Brothers. Right. There's a, at Super Mario Brothers. I want to say like world. Either eight three or eight four, and you go to the final Bowser Castle. Who is Shigeru yeah. Miyamoto? Right. There was this thing they used to do, and you get to the you get to the stage, mm. and you have there's two passages, mm. and you have to go up, up, down, down, up, down, just right, so you can get to the final boss and beat mm-hmm. him in Super Mario Brothers. When I was a kid, I got to that part, and I was like, I guess I'm not playing this game anymore, because <laughs> how would I know? Yeah. You know, you're dead. And yeah. it was the same thing with this. There's one of the boards mm-hmm. where there's right. an area called the Lost Hills. Yeah. And you have to just know mm-hmm. to go four screens to the north. And then all of a sudden, it's a, it, the secret opens up and you can get there. Well, and the, for me as a kid, if it was something like that, it I was going to have to right? brute force my way to figure out how to do it. I yeah. would just quit the game. Cause it was well, like, usually what happens is you hear it on the playground. Because somebody, somebody, yeah. some kid, I think I did learned, from his, big, learned from his big brother yeah. who yeah. found out about it in the library one day or something yep. like that. Yep. I think there was one stage where I was reading about it earlier, where if you entered your name as Zelda, okay, you could it would unlock something at the very end. That's right, or something like I that. I feel like maybe that takes you to the second quest right away. Yeah, I think I, something like that. Something like yeah. that, which I never played the second quest. Me, me neither. I was happy I beat the first quest, and I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need, <laughs> to, I don't need to do this <laughs> right. anymore. Like it's just yeah. the same thing. Plus, you could do second it again, time. but like in a harder mode. I think it unlocks like a, a more quest difficult. Second quest harder. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they say. Yeah. 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 I don't even think you start with your items or anything. I think you can. Well, so, so why did you pick this? Why is this a why is this a classic? Why do you consider this a classic? Well, it just I have great memories of it. Uh-huh. I just have memories of like playing this with friends. Um, like one of the best things, and actually, it just occurred to me, you would not have any experience of this. We'd have snow days. And it would just be like go sledding for a couple of hours, right. then come in the house and play Nintendo for like eight hours straight. <laughs> and everybody's like doesn't want to go, you know. And it's yeah. like if you're like comfortable and you have like a mug of hot cocoa. And sure. Stuff like that. It was those are some of my best memories of yeah. being little, just hanging out with the guys in the neighborhood. And this was one we played. Huh. You know, this one's pretty straightforward. There was this other game I remember, Goonies Two, which mm-hmm. was the same kind of thing, like an open world that you had to explore, a really long game to beat, except you couldn't save. So mm. you couldn't turn off the game. Man, what a pain. We played for like seven hours uh-huh. one time, and my next door neighbor, this kid Randy, lashed out with his foot accidentally and kicked the kicked the Nintendo, hit the power button oh, and turned no. it off. And we were, oh, I could still <laughs> I could still remember that sense of disappointment yeah. from thirty five years ago. See, like, this would this would not have been one that, that my friends and I would have played because it's a single player. And it's yeah. it, there's we nothing take turns. We take turns. Well there's nothing too. worse than yeah. sitting around watching somebody else play a video game. You know, that was my theory too, but do you know what one of the biggest income streams on the internet is now? Twitchy. People sitting and yeah. watching other people right. play video games. Yeah. Somebody told me about the existence of that when it first came out, right. and that was my response. I was like, that is the dumbest idea ever. The you worst know, my, thing about playing video games my, is watching my, other people My kids play. watch it to see how to do it. 
And, yeah, that and, makes sense. But but sitting around with your friends, like, uh, yeah, Dave, uh, you're doing really good for the last hour and a half. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, well, boy, it's getting late. I'm gonna go home. Yep. I, oh, I hear I hear my mom calling me for dinner. Yeah, it's there, a really different experience of it. I don't really. <laughs> I mean, I guess you watch somebody who's like chatting about it. And I guess. And I guess stuff. we would always play like Mortal Kombat, Street yeah. Fighter. Sure. You know, con- you know, actually, a big one was X Men. Because you could play like I, I think that, four yeah. players, maybe or maybe even five, but it was a lot of players that you could play. Yeah. Um, well, we did Goldeneye. That uh, was later. Yeah, that Goldeneye. That was when I was in college. Um, we used Gold, to play. Well, Golden Axe was like three or four players. Golden Axe, you could have two players yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Contra had two. Contra had two. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So um, we we'd try to play those. I mean, so we wouldn't like this would not have been one that we would have played like amongst friends. This right. would have been one that we locked right. ourselves in the room and played. You know. Yeah, it's you know what I didn't have it. Is why I played it at friends' uh, houses. I didn't get this one until like I think when I was in the first part of high school. I had sort okay. of a renaissance where I was like, "Oh, they opened up a video game shop with used used games," and I would go over there and I could buy these games for like less than ten dollars. Right. So I'd go and get an old NES game. I think that's where I got this one. Okay. I don't think I had. I don't know when I got this. I, I think I got these either late in high school or out of high school because the NES system that we have at home is is my wife's. Okay. We have an NES and a Super NES. So yeah. she was spoiled. I lost my Super Nintendo and all the games I had for oh. it. I think someone took it from my college house that Thief. I lived in. Yeah. No, we had people steal stuff a lot. It wasn't exactly a sequel to GoldenEye, but there was this game that came out a couple of years later, and I, I'm blanking on what it was called. And everybody was really excited to play it, and it came out, and we had a party. Somebody took the game. Really? The party. Yeah. So we had, you had a playing party and somebody took the game? No, 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 no. We had like a... Like one oh, you just our, had a party. Yeah. Okay. We, right. we had one of these parties where the rule was we would start to worry. We'd throw a party, we'd have a couple of kegs, and we'd be like, oh, no, like nobody's coming. It was like 9 <laughs> yeah. o'clock, 10 and o'clock. It, and I would go to the bathroom at 11... Uh-huh. and walk back out at 11. It was totally packed. And yeah. there were 100 people in my <laughs> And you're like, house. oh, happened, no, it's too big. It happened yeah. every time. Yeah. Suddenly, it was scary big. Right, Like, yeah. like there were people, like, you were afraid. Start, and start a, freaking out. We yeah. had a helicopter show up one time. It was, was very exciting. Uh, uh, police helicopter? A police helicopter, no. yeah. Okay, well. No, no, no. We invited uh, Richard Branson to come to say, the party. I was going to say. He landed know. in the backyard <laughs> on, on our helipad. I don't know who you went to school with. No, no, no. I did not go to school. I went to school with the kind of people that built their own Dance Dance Revolution Pads, <laughs> That's so true. It's very different. Yeah, but those so, are the, those are the kind of people that are now working probably at Facebook and making a lot more money than us. Who my guys? I guess somebody right. that would build your. We're doing um, okay. Everybody's doing okay. <laughs> We're just regular dance, guys. Dance, yeah. regular. I'm thinking, talking about all this partying. I'm thinking okay. it's Friday night. I think we go to the drink. I, I think, think so. Absolutely. Drink. So what yeah. I did was yeah. I looked up. This is a lot like what I did for Hitchhikers. Okay. I looked up a cocktail related to Zelda, and what I found was the Red Health Potion. Okay. So it is a concoction of. Cranberry juice, uh-huh. raspberry vodka, a splash Oof. of Sprite, and a dash of lime. Okay. And uh, as good. I started to pour it, I realized the proportions of vodka are, shall we say, generous. No. Oh. So right. um, that's what we have to face this evening. I didn't do any. It's not anything special for the vodka that I got or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know if you can do special cranberry vodka or raspberry, raspberry vodka. Well, you know what? Oddly enough, I went down to Kelly's and I was like, "Man, they're not going to have raspberry vodka." No, no, they have. They it. had six or seven yeah, different they, brands. They have it, but it's all like twelve dollars a bottle or some because it's it's it typically cheap. yeah, it's it was typically cheap. crap. It was know? cheap. This was about thirteen dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. nah, it was a little more than that, but still. I mean, getting straight unflavored vodka. Yeah, you can you can spend fifty dollars. Hey, well, cheers. Got some crystal glasses that I smuggled yeah, in. Very nice. I actually um, dropped one of these a couple of days ago, and it just bounced. Yeah, held I picked up. it right back That's up. I was heavy very glass. Impressed. Wow. Ooh, that's sweet. Is it? Yeah. It's sweet to me. It's not to you. I just taste the cranberry. I don't really taste this way. I taste the, uh, what, what is that, bitter, I guess? The taste of cranberry is pretty much bitter. I guess so. There's not too much sweet in there. I eat cranberry. You don't think so? No, cranberry really. juice is sweet. Yeah, it's mostly vodka. <laughs> <laughs> it's about two-thirds <laughs> vodka, so... All right. You know, pace yourself accordingly. Right. Um, keep that in mind. We don't want to have a we don't want to have a replay of, of uh, the Enter the Dragon episode. Yeah. So, so which which I thought was a hilarious episode. One of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. I listened to it again. I really enjoyed it. It but doesn't get, it doesn't get as many downloads as some of the other ones. You know, for some really reason, know. my my braces give me this real bad speech impediment. It sounds like I'm drunk. <laughs> like braces. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. But uh, uh, so let's talk about let's get nerdy for a minute here. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, talk about the legacy. The legacy. Yeah, I mean, the legacy gotta, is. Hold on, hold on, because I asked you why. Why do you think this is a classic? And you answered with, basically, it made me feel good. 
Yeah. I, I liked yeah, the plate yeah. when I was a kid. Well, okay. So there's got to be more to it okay. than that, to, right? To, to, to distill it, and the okay. reason why we liked it so much, the save feature was brand new. Okay. So it's technically like a sandbox, right? Mm-hmm. You can go into this overworld, and you can go anywhere on the map, essentially. There's a few items you get that open up other areas. I had never seen a game like that. Everything before it was side-scrolling, you know, linear, moving to the next stage, you know. And even that was an advance, if you remember, from Atari, which Atari was just like, most of the games were just one screen that would get faster and more difficult yeah, until, until it killed you. There was no winning the game. Well, you know, we, we did Wolfenstein. We did Wolfenstein. And Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein had, had, you could beat. Yeah, yeah well, and it had that, that kind of expanding universe. As right. you walked along, it would open up to you. Right. And right. you could go anywhere. You, that's true. true. Well, I can't remember. Was it top-down? Wolfenstein was yeah, top-down, wasn't it? Like yeah, it was sprites like this. It was the same yeah. as this. So it, was, uh, it was, yeah, top-down sprites moving around. Uh, it's kind of similar in, in a way, although uh-huh. it's much more simplistic than what Zelda is. So that is. was like four years? Because it was 80, no, 84, right? Well, it's within a few years. It's early. Very I would, early. I would year, assume yeah. that they probably used whatever engine, Wolf, uh, Castle Wolfenstein, they probably used that for this as well, or expanded on it. Maybe. Because it was the first of this kind. I mean, every, everything else he had like a box, and then there's like all this latency. So you only did the first dungeon. Did you get to some of the ones where there are so many sprites on the screen that it starts to slow down? On the emulator, well, probably I mean, not on yeah, the emulator. On the emulator, yeah. it slowed down yeah, anyway. Yeah. Actually, it was terrible. On, on, on the old cartridge, the uh-huh. one I was playing, I distinctly remember being in a room, and I can't remember what enemies there were, but there were about 10 of them. Oh, it was the blobs that explode and turn into two bats. So okay. I ended up having like 10 enemies on the screen at once. And everything started to slow down, and I literally like aimed at one of them and killed it, and then it and then it went normal again, like it sped back up oh, again. Okay. I was like, okay, was that actually one, worked. One yeah. less one. Yeah. One less was what it yeah. could handle. So I was getting the money, mm-hmm. right? Rupees, mm-hmm. which is an actual currency from the real world. Right. So I, I guess back in 1986, they figured, ah, people don't know what, <laughs> what the currency of India. Well, it's not going to be some like box that comes along that gives yeah. people information on stuff, right? Not really. No, I mean they had a little booklet right, yeah. that had it, it had some background things like that. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of it was kind of a nice one. You had the map and stuff like that. But so, anyway, so I was going through and I was going to these different caves where you could get like rupee bonuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It caps out at 255 rupees. And I, this is what I always think with these old games. Where is that information stored? Because I knew it right away. As soon as it started to get high, I was like, oh, that's right. It caps out at 255. <laughs> and I'm like, so somewhere in my brain, right. in, Le- in Zelda, you know, yeah. like, I, I just think that's the strangest thing. Well, um, it's, it's some type of weird imprinting that happens when you're a kid. Because I, I think yeah. if, we're, if yeah. you were to play, like, if, you're, if you were, like, 75 now and you played it when you were 45, mm-hmm. I don't know if that memory, if that knowledge would be there. I don't think it's there. the same, no. You know? I, don't think it's I mean, this is a big event. Playing video games, when I was a kid, playing video games was a big thing. Sure. My kids totally take it for granted. I mean, they play crap all the time. Right. You know, and it's so ubiquitous. It's, it's well, so convenient. this was like one of the things we did when we were kids. Right. Right. No, that's we, did, why, we that's didn't why. do it all the time. And plus, right. I think that's know, why our generation, nobody, it never even occurred to people that it could be unhealthy. Because it was just one no, of the things I remember, you did. You'd go to the movies sometimes. But see, I remember my mom complaining games. about us watching TV for too long. Yeah, you know? because people and, would do that for more time than they would play video right? games. Right, so and, and video oh, games weren't can't, good enough. It's going to melt your brain. Remember that? Oh, yeah, you sure. rot your brain or something stupid like that. And they'd have the boob tube, and they had all these yep. other terms for it. And uh, Do you remember in Back to the Future 2? Yeah. He comes home to his house, and his son's sitting in front of the TV. Right. And he says, oh, watching a little TV for a change. And I, when I saw that, when it came out in, like, 1990, I was like, wonder what else he would be doing other than being playing TV, watching TV. Uh-huh. What, by the time 2015 came around, I was like, oh, he'd be playing video games yeah, or absolutely. be on the internet. Right. So yeah. a dad in 2015 would actually come home and be like, oh, you're watching some TV yeah. for a change. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Instead like, of, yeah. Instead well, of, you know, what point. we do now. I thought that was. So far we have that uh, you enjoyed it as a kid and it had yeah, a safe, so it has safe function, safe feature, a few other the, things. The open environment. That's why it's. The overworld. All that stuff classic. was new to me. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, that was, and it, and it is genuinely new. Like when you go back and do a little research on it, um, it was the first time anybody did those things. Yeah. I think it was getting towards the limits of what the NES was capable of. I think you're probably right. Um, There were some games with better graphics and things that came along. I want to say, when do you feel like you stopped buying NES 8-bit games? I never bought them. I would would say that we switched to uh, Sega. What do you mean? Did you steal them? Or you mean your parents bought them? No, my friends. My friends had them all. Remember, it was until I was like like late teens or something like that, I got one of these. See, what happened was I I was getting hand-me-downs from my other friends. Yeah, okay. So I got an Atari 2600 in like 86 or something like that. Yeah, it's a little late. When yeah. my friend got an NES. A Nintendo, yeah. I, I had the and same. Like I skipped over the I skipped over the GameCube. I skipped over or is that what it was called? 
there, that, there is a GameCube. Yeah, yeah. And that's, the, uh, and, that's and the around Super 1997 NES. or so. But I w- we went to, I think it was 64. Sega, which is the one of, I think, Mortal Kombat. It was, it was Mortal Sega. Mortal Kombat was Genesis. Okay, yeah. Sega Genesis. Well, so. they put it out on Super Nintendo, but there was no blood, so it wasn't very popular. I think we skipped right to, to that. And again, it wasn't mine. It was all my friends right. You know, living in the house that, that we rented when I was going to college. So, so I, don't, I don't remember buying... Um, actually an NES cartridge until the last like five years when I bought it kind of as a retro thing because my kids wanted to do it. I bought Top Gun. Yeah, I had Top Gun. Well, no, a friend of mine had Top Gun. X-Men. That was when we played at parties. How about you? How about me? When was the last time I got yeah. it? I think um, I, I, the Star Wars game came out, I think when I was in high school, maybe eighth grade, eighth grade or ninth grade, and I got that and I got Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And I was really excited. And that was the last game I got because I was waiting for Return of the Jedi to come out. And they decided they weren't going to do it, and that's when I transitioned to Super Nintendo. Okay. I was like, all right, I, the only game I had for a long time was Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. <laughs> it was the dumbest game. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was really – you could uh, build your own fantastic. team, and it was kind of like uh, Tecmo Bowl or something. But, yeah. But it was those like – Those old – you know, those console days are, are fun, though. I mean, I, I had a lot – actually, and I have to say that before, before, the, before we had the Atari, before I got the Atari 2600 – I had a Commodore 64, which played Atari games. It had, you know, space for two joysticks and everything else. So you mean you could put an Atari cartridge yes. into the 64? I didn't know that. Yeah, you oh. sure could. And and then it had, uh, you know, slots where you could essentially you could put in the exact same joysticks as Atari. Okay. In the Commodore, and uh, so that's what we would play. You know what? One thing I learned about, uh, I think I watched uh, like a history of video games uh-huh. documentary or something. There was a video game service they had in the 80s where you could get games over the internet and play them on a system at home. Over the internet? Yeah, people had a modem, and they just, oh. over the phone, and they download these games. That I cannot taken imagine forever. how long it took, and your parents yeah. must have been like, of course, nobody who had, pa- this would be yeah. grown-ups playing video games, I imagine. It did exist. It, it didn't do very well, but it did exist, and it, it was wow. actually like a released product. It's ahead, of, ahead of its time. I, th- I want to say, I don't remember who the quote is from, but somebody said that the, the future is always here. It's just not evenly distributed. Huh. And it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. The internet existed in like 1985. Right. right. But it, nobody had well, wh- it, except for a couple of select people. Matthew Broderick movie, War, War Games. Games. Yeah, yeah, where he had a, mo- he had a modem. When, right? when, that was, had to be like 84. 83, I think. 83. I think okay. that's 19. Yeah. It could be 84, yeah. Do you remember, are you old enough to remember? Because I am. Love um, that movie. That's on uh, my list, by the way. I love uh, do you remember playing video games where you had to take the floppy out, put the second floppy in? Any oh, game. sure. Yeah, yeah. Like King's Quest and things like uh, that. Ninja, Ninja Ga- Gaiden? Gaiden? No, Ninja Gaiden was, well, on NES. No, no, no. No, on on computer in oh, like no, 1983 or 84 or something like no, that. It was great. Take the floppy out. And it was a five and a half inch floppy. Take that out. Oh, put in, put Ninja in Gaiden. That reminds me of something I wanted to say about mm. this game, Zelda. Okay. So <laughs> I was playing this afternoon, and uh, I want to say in the second or third dungeon, there's a bit where you can upgrade your boomerang. Okay. You get the boomerang. That's the magic boomerang. Right, right. goes all the way across the screen. It's a pretty good item. Yeah. Not really necessary for the game in any way, but it's a it's an upgrade. Yeah. So I went in to go get it, and it was like in this uh, like this room where there was like things shooting at you, and those guys that you have to stab from the side. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah. They're, they're dark nuts, I think they're called. I don't know <laughs> yeah. who came up with that name. Anyway, probably translated. So different. I kept trying to play it, and I got killed like five times. Uh. I, I I finally killed everybody. The boomerang popped up, and I went towards it. Got shot by the statue, like right <laughs> before. And I I had this burst of irrational anger. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I remember this, like being a kid. And I was, I felt you, like I was were you that mad before? Yeah, when I was a little kid, <laughs> like playing Ninja Gaiden no. especially. Oh, I'd get so mad. Like, I'd want to break the controllers. I loved Ninja Gaiden just because of the throwing stars. Yeah, but, it, oh, man, you because had to know exactly. There were these eagles oh, that would yeah, shoot yeah, down yeah. from this. Yeah, thing. You had to know exactly where they were going to be. It, it was, was so it was such a, It was such a fun game because it, it reflected the movies of the time, like American Ninja. Mm-hmm. Like, there were all these. We were really obsessed with ninjas. I remember us being really obsessed with ninjas and Doberman Pinchers. In defense of us? <laughs> in the early 80s. In defense of us? Uh-huh. Ninjas are pretty sweet. Ninjas are cool, yeah. but we were, but then all of a sudden they went away. Yeah. Like just overnight. Yeah, I think we don't, the we don't care about ninjas tipping anymore. point with coolness of ninjas was when Vanilla Ice did a dance number in the second Ninja Turtle movie. That think, might be true. I think that's where yeah. I was like, oh, ninjas, ninjas are not necessarily Or it might cool. just be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
I loved killed. the first Ninja Turtles movie. I love the comic. Uh, I, lo- I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm not saying it would hold up. That would be fun. I, I really did enjoy that first movie. I, like I said, I haven't seen it since then. But it was based on my it's, favorite. It's the same movie. You don't have to revisit it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Have you ever played, have you played any of the most recent Zeldas? No. No. No, I haven't. I had the one for oh, 64. Man. I should have brought, brought my kids... Uh, do they have the um, switch in? Yeah. What the heck is it? No, there's a there's one for switch that my daughter has. It's freaking beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's it's gorgeous. It's it's playing, you know, a CGI anime. It really is. It's yeah. it's it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, I mean, everything from the beasts to the monsters, the game. I can't even remember what the most modern Nintendo system is, but my friend's son has it and he was playing it. It's beautiful. Well, switch switch is the most. Yeah, switch is it. Yeah. Yeah. Switch, Switch is, is the one the home for home play, like for the. For well, this it, was on the big t- the yeah, big no, TV. Yeah. So Switch is a Switch. I mean, they're really smart. They took a, a gaming console uh-huh. and they put it in your hands. Yeah. So it's kind of like a big. But it can like Bluetooth to the. No, no, no. There's like this little kind of pedestal that it sits in. Okay. And it and it just connects right from there. So okay. I mean, it okay. it's it has an amazing Switch. processor in it. Um, I mean, the gameplay on it, the graphics, it's 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 an amazing. That's why it's like the four, one. It's like four hundred bucks for this like. Game, this handheld console. Ocarina of Time. That's uh-huh. what it was. That was the one on the 64. That's the last Zelda I played. Kay. And that's 25 years ago. So I have not kept well, up. Well, the graphics were getting good back then. It was I pretty mean, good. It was do you remember Final game. Fantasy? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right? And, that and, was another and do you one. Remember, do you remember Myst? Yes, but that, but that was a PC game. That was a PC game. But, I mean, like the graphics, I mean, we're talking 94. You know, the graphics were pretty amazing back Go back then. and look at it again. It's not... It's not what you're. Well, I remember. It was phenomenal for the time. I remember at the yeah, time being yeah, yeah, being yes, pretty awesome. Yeah, me, me too. But when you go back and look at it, it's it's like. A, I remember GoldenEye for the Nintendo sixty four, <laughs> looking yeah, awesome. I know. And I you know. go back and you watch it, and the people have like, these ugh. polygon heads and stuff like the, the, like, the, ugh. the yeah. like really beautiful Russian girl from right. the, from the right. movie like has this big blocky polygon. Well, I remember head. Doom. Doom was pretty exciting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I go back and look at the graphics now. I'm like, what is that blob? Yeah, you know? what is that even supposed At the time, to be? I thought, oh, it's like some weird, it's like devil gargoyle thing. And now I'm like, eh. Yeah. The most recent, though, is uh, Zelda. I keep trying to help you here. Okay. Because I'll, I'll make the arguments for you. So Zelda started in 1986. 86, yeah. And we are in 2021. People are still well, playing it. certainly it. gave birth to, like, a huge franchise. That much well, the franchise, I think true. there's 21 games, something like that. I mean, it's... it's there's got to be. There's... There's yeah. got to be. I can, think, I can think of five or six of them, and I don't play no, games. There's, there's, yeah, and they've been making them consistently and constantly since, you know, 1986, or well over 20 years, 25 years, 26 years mm-hmm. into it, and, no, 30. I mean, it, and it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Using what is essentially the same tale, right? Because you got a princess, you got the same land, you got you know you got Link who could be anybody. But there's a whole like chronology. They expand, yeah, yeah, but they keep expanding on it. Yeah. It's almost like your your D and D, that they just kind of keep expanding the universe a little bit sure. with new creatures, sure. new monsters, yeah. new tales, and everything else. But it's all this one tale, right? I don't, I don't know what the stories of the, of the more recent games are, so I couldn't comment. But it's I know it's kind of more of the same. I think they I make mean, Zelda a character in some of the other ones. They do. They do. I, I don't know if they, they do in this one or not. I know it's frustrating. You know, it's still hard gameplay. They've, they've yeah. made it, they've had to make it more difficult as the consoles have become more advanced. Right. Right. Because imagine playing that on like a, an advanced console. It'd be so, it'd be pretty easy to play. So I was playing on our, on our, on our big screen TV at home. And I was thinking if I could have seen myself playing on a screen this size, <laughs> I think, I think my TV I played on was like a 12 inch tube box TV that I had in my room. You know, was it color? It was color. Oh, yeah. well, you had that color. on. Yeah, I did have that. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a black so, and white. No, I do remember having black and white. But I will say that. So so for my part, you know, I'll give it credit in that it's it spawned this huge franchise. Uh, I think they're, they made movies about it. I think they, they made like... They make a an, movie of Zelda? I think so. Maybe an anime. Well, they've definitely made anime. Yeah. Um, that was the thing in Japan. I don't think they've ever been released here. They, they made an animated series here in the states. Well, there was a like a, a sort of general Nintendo cartoon, I think, on Saturday mornings when I was yeah. a kid. Like I can't even remember what was. We got we got a lot of weird Mario. cartoons back then. Yeah, there really were. Yeah. There were <laughs> it was such crass merchandising. Oh, it was terrible. But I loved God, it. Was terrible. I loved that kind of thing. I remember there was a Rubik's cube cartoon. <laughs> And I Q- used to Q-Bert, watch that. Hubert had a cartoon. Hubert had a cartoon. Yeah, Hubert had a that. cartoon. Yeah. There was this, so I don't know if you remember some of them, though. There's this one enemy that's like, it looks like a nose with rabbit ears, and it kind of bounces around. And it's you cannot kill it with anything but your sword, so you have to get, like, really close mm-hmm. and kill it. 
always hated those guys. And I was looking at it today, and I realized that the original Japanese version of the game, mm-hmm. so they were called Paul's Voice. Okay. I was like, what a weird name. You know, the Japanese people are just crazy, I guess, yeah. right? They were called that because on the original Famicom that you could play in Japan, mm-hmm. it came with a microphone. And you had to say something to uh, kill those characters oh, in the right, game. Right, right, and right, it just right. it just got like legacied into the American version and yeah. we just have this impossible to kill. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole section about the the, the music. Um right. how you the you music know, is awesome. Well the music's it's great, really, but really but also good. the control of sound manipulates the gameplay, right? Like with the recorder and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so forth. And so you can do things based on, you know, what you do with sound. Well, they stuff. ran with that in Ocarina of Time. Right. You can play like that's certain whole melodies with yeah. two certain things. Yeah, that's that, was pretty, thing. that was a pretty cool idea. I like that. So, what I w- oh, so I had an idea for the cocktail. It's not something I'm capable of doing. Okay. But what I wanted to do was it's a red healing potion, right? Right. What I wanted it to do was when you drink, so put something into it that <laughs> would time release, Brink. time release blue. <laughs> uh-huh. So that while you were drinking it, it would turn blue. Okay. Because in the game, when you oh, take the first yeah, sip yeah. of your red health potion, yeah. it turns into a blue health right, potion right. afterward. It'd be cooler if you Maybe open the bottle like and like a fairy flew out. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I do not possess magical powers. I'm well, I sure. think they'd be absinthe, though, wouldn't it? The, the fairies would the actually. Gre- the yeah, green, we put a little absinthe fairy. on the bottom. So if you drink it up, you see fairies. <laughs> the green fairy. Oh, I was going to talk about the music. Okay, talk about so the music. You're just, so I, lo- I love the music to this game. I yeah. just thought it was great. I think there's a lot of 8-bit Nintendo games that they would get these Japanese guys that were just like really talented composers mm-hmm. who put together music for these games. So this guy, whose name I forgot, the guy who composed the music for this game, wanted to just use classical music. Yeah. Wanted, wanted to use bolero. But the copyright wasn't... Uh... But the copyright on Maurice Ravel was not expired yet in 1986. So he just sat at home for like a day and rearranged it and gave us what we have. So on the way over here, I decided to listen to Bolero, mm-hmm. and it's totally like you can hear it, you, especially that bit. You know, there's that starting oh, right, right, right. starting music, mm-hmm. and then it goes in the do 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 do. Like you can hear that in, in, in right. Bolero. Like you could, I could actually. Uh, oh, okay. So this was the inspiration. Got his, for this. Yeah, got his That's why this that, is yeah. so good because it's just a rearrangement of classic right. music. It's like so. I just thought the music was pretty cool, and I, now I actually know what the source was, which is right. you know. Classical composer, French composer. So, so I was reading the backstory of the, or no, not the founder, but the uh, the, the guy who came up with this. Okay, uh, the Shigeru Miyamoto, uh-huh. uh who who is just you know, so he started working at uh, Nintendo in 1977. Wow. Became the interim president when the the longtime president of Nintendo died in like the 90s or something like that. Okay, uh, but he came up with um, essentially Donkey Kong. He came up with. I was gonna say that was pretty early. In that yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, he came up. Wh- well, I think he. It was when it was coin-operated, so it was before they even had consoles. He came up with, uh, with you know, the concept for for Donkey Kong. When yeah, Donkey Kong's a, early. It's like 1980 or something. I think it was like 77 yeah. in Japan. Maybe, yeah. And oh, yeah, um, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, and then Zelda to just continue his stuff. But you know, it's the guy's legacy is is amazing. So I mean, mm-hmm. if that's if that's something that you want to put in the pot of, you know, should we make it a classic because of that? I don't you know. That, to, that, I, that's it's a not big up to me. I oh, I know, but you have to you have to convince me. That's the whole oh, point. That's the whole point. I um, well, I, I'm saving my. That's for my closing. Okay. So, closing arguments. But his his later. story is kind of cool. So he he leaned a lot on uh, on the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So he this. said. Yeah. I mean, so he an says. Elf. There's Otherwise, an elf. Sort of. I'm not really seeing a lot of Lord of the Rings in it, but there's mm-hmm. a dark lord. It's kind of. Uh, it kind of fits the definition of high fantasy. Well, there's there's the volcano mountain or whatever it is. Uh, so it's kind of yeah, Mordor. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's true. But you have to in order to have high fantasy, you have to have a dark lord. You have to have like it's going to take over the world. You have to have lots of magic. There's not a lot of magic. There's magic items. There's magic items. I guess yeah. there's a ring. You get a ring. There's fairies. You get a ring. Yeah, so that's get a ring. They're enchanted like things. The yeah. lad- okay, so here, here's a question. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you just refer to the main character of this game as Zelda or did you have friends that weren't it? We all, we all we all just called Link the guy Zelda when we were group. Like I didn't really? I didn't know No, like, we I didn't really understand. It was Link. It was always Link. Okay. Yeah, right. It was yeah. always Link. Did you know where the name Link comes from? Yes. He's your link to a yeah. fantasy world. Yeah. I did not get that. <laughs> that 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 is actually probably going to go in there for my biggest surprise. That was If it's it, not the, if it, it's it not makes, the classical it makes music sense. source though, right? Well, did you have a what was your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise. Um, my biggest surprise. So one of the things I like to do when I look at, at, at any of these things that we talk about, be it, you know, Gulag, 
Archipelago, whatever it's called. Archipelago. That. Or look at the Neutron. I, I oh, think it, I haven't seen the Neutron. Okay, so... Uh, I'm, I'm in my 40s. Saying? I don't care about the Neutron. I it's don't, actually, care, it's I don't actually, care about Blade Runner. Oh, no, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that one either. For me, Tron was never closed. I didn't so. see it. I'm an old guy. I, I judge things without seeing it. <laughs> like I, 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 it may be Oh, that's wonderful. Amazing. That's I just so judge awesome. things. I don't yeah. even try them. That's the best way to go through life. No, that's the best way to go through life. I love it. As an old person, that's what you should be doing, yeah. So 40s is old? You need recharge? Yes. 40s is old? Yeah. Yeah, 40s <laughs> is old. But is it that old? Anyway, okay. Are you grumpy? Are you grumpy all the time? Well, usually. Yeah, there you go. You're Wait, old. Do I complain about arthritis? Not quite yet. What in the heck is wrong? Exactly. You're getting mad at me. He's splashing stuff I'll all over the place. stuff all over the place. 12, well, we can just, 12, cut, that. We can just mahogany, cut that whole sequence. Mahogany desk. Is it really? $12,000. What is it? Like the one they took out of the, <laughs> out of the ship from the president, the president well, we from it, the Oval Office? Well, we had to buy it from a, a challenger desk or no, whatever it's called. Close. We had to buy it from a school contract. Any case, where were we? Yeah, no, I don't know what that desk is called. There's a desk in the Oval Office, though, that has a special name, and I can't think of what it's called. It's like the, something Resolute. like the challenge. The Resolute Desk? Resolute there you desk, go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Sounds um, right. Never <laughs> been to the White House. Grew up in D.C., so I never went to a bunch of that stuff. Why would you? I don't know. Because right. you can always go tomorrow. Yeah. That's always the attitude. Wherever you grow up, yep. say, I'm not going to go there. I can go there tomorrow. You yeah. Know? I mean, the only time I go to White Sands is when somebody comes to visit. My wife's been to, my wife is from Carlsbad. Uh, she's not been to the caverns. She's been to the caverns three times. Oh, okay. Twice she went with me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the other funny. time she went in high school. Yeah. That was the only, the only yeah, time yeah. she's been there. That's funny. Hey, what was your biggest Oh, surprise? no. Okay. So one of the things I always like to do is uh, look at what the, what is the legacy of this thing. So Wolfenstein, legacy is Pretty much every 3D shooter in the world. Right. Okay? Right. Well, that's um, why I was emphasizing the fact that you can save and it's an open world. Right. So I'm saying right. all. The, so yes, there, it spawned a franchise right. of okay. Zelda games. And then and then even like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. But like Final Fantasy does like, not happen without Zelda. Right. No, I right. I, I, like, I get that. Yeah, what I'm saying though is I'm like saying. you know you look at, at the, the movies that we talked about, the books we talked about, and there's all these influences. I couldn't find anything on this. What? Not one. I mean influences. Uh, from the original Legend of Zelda, there are a lot of influences afterwards. And right. I'm like, well, does that count? Because this thing has like 20 sequels to it, right? Okay. And some are prequels and some are sidequels or whatever you call them. Okay. But the, the point is like, you know, this thing started in 86 and then it spawned this whole galaxy. Points in that galaxy, I mean, I think Kanye references one of them and there's influence out there from Zelda. And it's kind of easily seen, but it's not the original. Okay. So do you trace it back to the original? I guess that's what I'm asking. Because you're, you're saying original, people make like a reference to Ocarina of Time, but not to the original game. I guess, but the the references are like eh. people say it's dangerous out there. Take this. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. That's kind of a funny like. That's a good point. Popular phrase. Yeah, but I think I think the general video game influence is bigger than just the franchise itself. You think so? Yeah, I think I think. It being a kind of the, like the first game that you could save and really spend a lot of time on and stuff. I think that's huge. You don't think any other games could have done that or would have done that? I don't know. Before this? I mean, other people could have written Shakespeare, but they didn't, right? Well, that's arguable. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you did, you, did you use that on purpose? Because you know that there's like five people that supposedly oh, yeah, wrote I Shakespeare. I don't believe that. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. That. Or not Kevin Bacon. Francis Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Six degrees of Francis Bacon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You have to play he a could game have. Where, have you, you have that guy, that guy. Be, who was in the Tower of London with Francis Bacon? Oh, no, that's Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah, no, Francis yeah. Francis Bacon was never in the Tower. <laughs> right. yeah, my bad. Yeah, Maybe was he great. was. Maybe he was. That's right up there. Roger my, Bacon my, uh, was not in the Tower. My hyperbolic chamber. I think yeah, I ranks up there with that. I do that, folks, every now and then, okay? Yep. yep, yep. So, so your biggest surprise was the lack of references to it? You know, I, yeah, I guess my big, biggest surprise is, like, generally speaking, if you go out and read, you know, just just kind of the backstory of it, you read something like Wikipedia, which is totally untrustworthy right. anyway. But you also read like gamer magazines with the history and everything else. There's not a lot of out there that says, you know, if it weren't for Legend of Zelda, this wouldn't have existed. You don't see that. Vers I versus I, I mean the other the other video I'm trying game. to think of I mean uh, even on PC uh -huh. When did you start to have games that you could like save and you could go through them and they were they were meant they weren't meant to be sit down and play it right now and then forget mm -hmm. about it. They were meant to be played like over the course of several months. Well, no, I mean the, the first this, thing I ever is, saw that this there was more like of an Ultima, epic, yeah, I, I yeah, get more that. of an epic game. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get so that. I I'm do, trying to think if I, I, even I, on the PC, I do that get that. Exists. Maybe maybe it just doesn't get credit. Yeah, you know, 
I, I read a lot of sources and it, right. there's just nothing out there. Like with, with a lot of what we've done before this show, which is slowly gaining popularity, every time I read something, it says, you know, influenced all these things. Right. Right. And you can see traces of X going back to Y, you know? Sure. Um, but I just, I didn't see it. I, 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 ex got, so I expected, I expected it. And I guess that's a surprise. I think, you, I think what I you've expected got is it. Shigeru Miyamoto mm -hmm. had this, had a couple of really big ideas for games. And it's hard to remember how influential they were because yeah. like, like I said, it used to be like Pac-Man was just play, play, play as right. far as you can go. Just Donkey Kong, for instance. Goes faster and Donkey faster Kong, for instance, faster. went faster and faster and yeah. faster until you get to a kill screen. Right. And that's it. You're yeah. done. You can't go any farther. Get it. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers was one of the first games where they were like, no, you beat this game. Yeah, you have to do you something. Rescue yeah, the you rescue princess, get and somewhere. the game yeah. is over, and you get credit for beating the game. Right. And I think Zelda expanded that mm -hmm. so that not only could you beat the game, but you could kind of wander around the world. Right. That's a big, big no, innovation. No, it, it is. It's, it's it really is. like, I, I mean, I'm yes, not, probably not somebody would have thought of it, but... I'm not discounting any of that. It was much like, if you if you listen to the backstory for how the guy came up with Pokemon... Mm -hmm. It was he liked to wander around Japan, see bugs and, and see like bugs yeah. and catch bugs. And this yeah. guy's backstory was that he liked to just go hiking, yeah. and wander and stumble upon a lake. See, I and I, it's I, like I get all that. And I'm I'm not discounting any of that though. I'm I'm not discounting the creator. I'm not discounting the origin story. Nothing. All I'm saying is that I found it surprising. Oh, that it, I see. in all I I'm not. You found it surprising. It doesn't get as much credit. As yes. You okay. Got like, it. Like like what it, I'm it. saying is like yeah. everything else you see, like Macbeth. We, we did Macbeth. You know, at the end of every article in Macbeth, it's like, this movie is basically Macbeth, and this movie is like right. a new retelling of Be yeah. Macbeth. And it's like all these, you know, like things that, like, direct legacy of it, right? This, they spawned a franchise of, like, 21 other like games. Sure. Well, that's why but, I was downplaying the yeah. importance of the franchise. I think it did more than <laughs> I would agree. It's just what I found surprising was there was none of that because this was a huge game. I mean, this thing dropped like a bomb when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so 86, so I, the was first Final years, Fantasy I was 12 years game. old. So the first Final uh -huh. Fantasy game comes out in 87. A year later. Not an accident. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. And you're talking about, so if I'm looking here, Final Fantasy's got 15 numbered main entries. It's it's done 159 million software units worldwide in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So if Zelda's responsible for that, that's hmm. a pretty powerful influence. So mm -hmm. not only did it, get, did it spawn its own franchise, mm -hmm but it spawned that one and sort of brought... I'm trying to link up in my mind when the PC started doing games like this because there were games, um, but I, I think they were I, in the late 80s. I think it was after I, this. I would say... There well, were Dungeons & Dragons games, no, for instance, yeah, where you it could had, save it had to been like the first. It. it had to been like the first... Pools of Radiance. The first Windows. Like, uh -huh, so that so. would have been like 86 to 88, something like that. I think it's after this. Yeah. I, I remember, don't think I, you could play a game like this. I remember playing could. playing games in 92 on a Windows where you'd... You know, you'd You'd have a start it with DOS, you know, mm -hmm. run Windows, and I think that was you know, and, and you could save games, go back to it, yep. you know, stuff like that. So, so it was probably about then. So, like I said, I'm not discounting any of its legacy. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that was surprising to me that it doesn't, doesn't get yeah. very much credit. I, I like that. Anything else to say about the game? Anything else to talk about? Um, any personal memories of playing Zelda? No, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing. It. I, I, I enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, the walk, the sentimental walk. You know, so here's a, here's a question. It's like a technical question uh -huh. about Nintendo, and I guess it's more or less rhetorical because I don't think you or I have the capacity to answer this. You never know. When you go to turn off your Zelda game, mm -hmm. you are supposed to hold down the reset button right. and the power button yes. to turn it off. Yes. Why? Does it do anything? That supposedly it saves Does all it, your, it it like your progress. Is it like spitting in your hand to solemnify a contract? Or you just, <laughs> yes, is it just be know. careful turning this off? No, you know, I, like I think it supposedly like it, it, there are – Certain attributes or things that you you can get like um, canoe or whatever a raft, raft rather raft. yeah there are those things that you can get that you can only ensure that you save them by doing that for some Definitely. reason I don't know why but uh, I'll tell you what after I got that magic boomerang yeah I was I made sure to save because <laughs> I was like I was like that was really hard to yeah. get I do not want right. to do that again but that was because I failed to go around and get all you can, you can actually I found a walkthrough that would take you around the overworld to get you everything you can just walk into and get that powers you up. And that's what I mean about the sort of sandboxy open right. world nature is really just from square one. You can walk out there and quest yourself quite a bit of gear and not even right. go after the dungeons at all. And and actually, I remember being amazed that I could walk up and walk into dungeon five. Sure. 
and just get murdered right away, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. But they were like, oh, you're allowed to do it. It's yeah. like it's like a libertarian version <laughs> of video games. It's like, you're stupid like enough that. to walk in yeah. a dungeon five? Well, Fine. Yeah. Walk in a dungeon Have five. It. It's a free country. Have you're just dead. Right. <laughs> you know? You Which is, you know, you don't have to go get a raft so you can cross. So we're, we're coming to a close here, but I, I do want to say before we leave that, that if you if you think back, the only other video game we've done here, so that's kind of my point of reference, is Wolfenstein. Is Wolfenstein, and there were like I think three people, <laughs> right, on that entire game. Okay, that worked on. Yeah, I don't know how many people worked on this game. Um, At least three. But it's yeah, more, it's more than that. But you 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 have to understand, like they had that map in front of them, like they built this world, right in a real three-dimensional world. They probably wrote out this map. They oh, drew it out. Two-dimensional, anyway. Oh, two-dimensional, right. But, I mean, they, they drew this whole thing out. They envisioned it. And they envisioned what you just said. Like, let's let somebody do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's a choice that the, the programmers have to do. Right. You know, game manufacturing is pretty cool that way because they're making a world. Right. I mean, they're, they're almost like, you know, it's this weird kind of God analogy thing. They're making this world, and they're making choices on what you're able to do in that world. Sure. These guys made the choice to let people kind of roam freely. And More or less. Sort of do what There what, are things you can't do, do until you get certain items, but right. generally speaking, you can go wherever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part. And that that was, you know, very revolutionary yeah, because you I had to go so, from yeah. one to, the, you know, one level to the next level to right. the next level. You couldn't just wander around Super Mario Brothers. Right, <laughs> yeah, and, like, exactly. Get killed because yeah. you know, I mean, well, there's a timer. There's well, actually, else going on. Actually, yeah? you know what? Part of that is because if you were on level eight, you were Mario. Mario's the same on every board. He doesn't yeah. get items. He doesn't right. power. He gets a mushroom. He gets bigger, right. but he can do that all the time. Right. You start as little tiny Mario on mm-hmm. every board, so you wouldn't be able to do that. But this was that was a lot of that has to do with the memory, right? Yeah. You have to have the memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess you have to have the memory in order to even. Think of doing it that way. Right. I, this inspired me when I was a little kid. I came up, there was this kid that we used to kind of, he wasn't even in my school anymore, but he was like the villain. Everybody would think of him as the villain. <laughs> and I drew up a map of like about a four mile square radius around my house as like a Zelda game <laughs> that you could wander around this like, this <laughs> and like wow. battle against this guy, Mark Cassell and his minions. Like <laughs> You have like, to bleep out the names. He, I, I, why? I don't know. Come, come at me, bro. Okay. Well, y- you are a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't uh, by say the way, bad about him. I just said I made a game where everybody had to battle him. He said he was a villain. He's but not actually the Dark Lord trying to take over. Just let you know Virginia. that uh, you know affiliated. legally affiliated. affiliated. He was a very serious Nintendo player, also. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's they, what it was. So he beat you at. Do you guys something. have Fuddruckers out here? No. The burger place. Okay. God, I wish we did. Well, there was they this bur- It was really, yeah. really good. But there was this burger place called Fuddruckers, yeah. and they had a stand-up Nintendo. That you could select oh, from like 20 different yeah, games yeah. and play. Right, them. right, right. It was so much fun. And I ran into this guy one time. I was, no, I went up and I talked to him and he was like, oh, you have to play this game. He had this crazy way of talking. He was like, you have to play Gradius. It's the best game ever. Like, get in here <laughs> and play it. And so we were like playing together. And I was like, I don't mind this guy. So he like, sounds like an old Jewish guy from New York. It, he, that's, it, that's what his background was. Yeah. Like okay. his family was from there and he had this like serious like Bronx accent or something. Wow. It was really funny because it's actually how a lot of people in my family talk. <laughs> so well, you, did, you did a good job on that. Do you remember what Fuddruckers uh, slogan was? Come on. It was it was really no, classy. I don't think so. You've never been rucked until you've been Fuddrucked. Really? Yeah. Well, not where I grew up. That <laughs> well, slogan. That's what it was in uh, wow. Albuquerque, okay. New Mexico, which is a very classy place, I might add. Oh, man. I can, like, taste their burgers right now. I wish that still exists. Good stuff. Maybe it still does somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. would get me a Fuddruckers burger if I could <laughs> right now. There was, one, there was one on 14th Street in D.C., um, and if, if you were out for beers, uh-huh. everybody would just go to Fuddruckers at, like, midnight. They were open until, like, 3 in the morning. Get a Fuddruckers burger after being out, like, yeah. having drinks. Was the I'm best. sure the people that worked there loved that. Oh, the, oh they it, loved there would it. be like fist fights. I remember yeah. watching this gigantic, <laughs> overweight like dude getting uh-huh. a big fight and get thrown over. Hey, the yo, counter. that's my burger. Yeah, no, give well, me my burger. This is in DC. Yeah, a, a different okay. 14th Street. Yeah. 14th Street. Right. Street. Sorry, okay. I didn't specify, but this is this is my stomping. But I, but I, but like Not I said, Mark Cassell's stomping. I'm, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the people that uh, that worked there loved. Oh the 3 a.m. Can you shift. imagine working on a place? No, like that? no, I can't. I like. <laughs> no, I always think that because there's places stuff of where YouTube there's videos. always fights and there's always stuff going. Do you know? You know what's at one place where there are very many fights? They actually did a Freakonomics episode about it. Hmm. Chuck E. Cheese. Really? Yeah. 
Freakonomics did an economic study of why there would be fights at Chuck E. Cheese. I need, I need to look at that because one. Because there's no incentive to stop playing the games. Okay. So people just monopolize them, and then oh, people get into, a, get into a scrap about it. I, that was a total theory. They weren't huh. there for the fights. They don't know what happened, but yeah, I don't well, know. Yeah, wouldn't be here. I mean, yeah, nobody cared. I mean, we have Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't yeah. see anybody getting in any yeah. fights. They did. They used to sell beer. I don't know if they still do. They still do. They still there do are two unmarked taps. They're very small <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> they are totally innocuous. Wow. You could barely even see you them. You could still drink at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's like a light beer and then a, like a regular beer. I think by it's like way, probably like Bud. And by Bud the way, before our kids get too big, yes. I think we should take them over to Chuck E. Cheese. If it ever freaking reopens, get yes. Them an, get them an unlimited pass. And then get and some just beers. Get a couple of pitchers of beer and watch. Them you, know, you know what's funny? Okay, a couple hours. This <laughs> I know you're gonna you know, cut all this out. So, but this is funny. No, I'm not. Um, this is this is gold. so uh, Chuck E. Cheese. You order beer from the unmarked taps. Okay. Okay. One at a time. They come in a, a small plastic, you know, unmarked Don't container. Get a pitcher of beer. Nope. Oh man. And then they bring it to your table. Yeah. You can't even take it with you. How much does it cost? I don't know, but. Uh, there's another franchise out here called uh, Peter, oh, yeah. Pi- Peter, Peter Piper Pizza. Yeah. Sell you as many <laughs> as many you know as you want. Huh. Uh, they'll sell you pictures. Well, Peter Piper is a lot better. Like the food is a lot better. Oh than God, cheese. so much better. Yeah. But the games are not as good. Games are terrible and it's more expensive. Yeah, but the beer is good yeah. and they sell it in pictures. Yes. All right, so with that. We're coming to the uh, the uh, end. Here we have moment of truth. End of the episode. Moment of truth. All I right. believe. I, I mean, I've stated most of my arguments already. Okay. I'm saying. Any, any last nudges? Any here last to, words? Any last those, nudges to push me over the edge? Um, I mean, clearly it led to a huge franchise. I yes. think it's responsible. I think it's arguable that it's responsible for any open world game that requires an epic style of play, like okay. going back to the game over the course of months rather than just a one-time play experience. I think right. it was the first time we ever saw that in a video game. I, it's the first time I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my major argument for yeah. it. Uh, I think that's super influential, super early. Uh, it's still fun to play. I'm playing it today, and I had I had fun. I'm sorry right. you had a bad experience with your emulator. Oh, oh. I think that might be coloring your appreciation of no, this classic. It, but no, it, it's not because I have I have the golden cartridge yeah. at home right now. I'm gonna get those stupid pins. Only replaced. cartridge that ever was any other color. I know, just gray right? too. They re- re-released it in like '92 in gray. By the way. Oh, um, okay. But uh, but yeah, so I, I've got it at home. I'm gonna replace the the pins on my my NES, and okay. uh, and I'll be playing it. But for my part, the guy that uh, you know says whether or not we're toasting it, um, definitely a classic, definitely right. a legacy. You know, I'm I'm all for this this game. Um, okay. I think you know you can't talk to a Gen Xer. I don't know if you were just like yanking my chain, but you had me like like I was like worried. I was like, <laughs> is this, are you really not going to say Zelda is a classic? Like I feel like well, no, I mean, that that was a genuine surprise for me. I, but I and I disagreed with yeah. with all of that. I mean, they should put in. How many things it's influenced? I mean, the thing maybe they don't know. I don't know, but I mean, look, you talk to any Gen Xer, which is the best generation ever, and um, you know, recently I have started to see myself as being Gen X when I when I look at what the definition of Gen X is. Well, I used yeah. to not be Gen X. I used to be like Gen Y or something, and it's it's changed. The definition has changed. Uh, I'm right on the cusp. Even now, I'm right on the cusp. We'll claim you, but yeah. But I mean. You know, you, you look at that generation and you talk to them about NES and there's just a few games. There's probably like Super Mario Brothers, but Zelda is definitely probably one that everybody played. So, I mean, there's a nostalgia factor, but like you said, first memory game, on and on and on. So, yep, I'm toasting the classic. All right. Got a little bit left. Cheers. I barely Cheers. have anything left. All right. That was a good clean too. These crystal glasses are definitely designed to get right. you a good we'll clean. Yeah. next time. Yeah. We got to bring these next time. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this time to yep. episode something, 19, 19. 18. This is, this is officially 19, yeah. Uh, Apple Podcast is labeling our stuff wrong. <laughs> I think it's because I originally uploaded, then deleted, then uploaded the first episode because I was having uh, trouble figuring yeah, out. Yeah, that might have something to do with it. So I think that's why it does it that way. But so, I did it on Podbean, so I don't know why it's doing that on, on Apple. Well, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, please remember to uh, comment, uh, subscribe. Rate and review us. Rate if you're and listening review, on please. Apple Podcasts, it's a big deal for us to get yeah. reviews. Uh, just you, I, I mean, I'd like people to go on and say something nice. Yeah, I'd like people to say something eloquent. But all we need is literally numbers of reviews to and get us up in the ratings and get us the the algorithms. Will, we will, would appreciate it so much. Yeah. Uh, this is all obviously commercial free, ad ad free, all that stuff. That's right. It's a labor um, of love. And uh, next episode, we are 
coming back with something a little bit more serious. Going back to books. Yeah, going back to books. Back to a, books. a tree grows in Brooklyn. So a tree grows in Brooklyn. Uh, Betty Smith. Betty Smith. Yeah. So join us for that. I don't know what the cocktail is for that yet. Okay. But it'll be something. I need you know. to know by 11 o'clock Tuesday morning before <laughs> I put together the outro and drop the podcast. All right. So. We will have that for you. Okay. So thanks again for joining us. And, uh, Thank you for joining for us. For Clint Lanier and Dave MacArthur. We're out. Peace Bye. out. That's it for episode 19 of Toasting the Classics. For those who are playing along at home, get some Irish whiskey for next week, where we'll be talking about the novel A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. For those who'd like to get in touch, send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and tips on how to get a hold of that pesky magic boomerang. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @attractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle McCarthy. See you next time on Toasting the Classics. Thank you.